Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Sitting with me across the table is my co-host. He's a wonderful man, he's a fancy dresser, and he's an even more talented musician, Baby Briber. Baby Briber, how are you? Still good, still good. Uh, what made you want to play music? Because you barely, you have like very limited talent when it comes to yeah, this. That's true. And I'm making fun of you because you say the same things about yourself no, I, on stage. I, little to none. I think you play the perfect amount of notes. One or two per song. No, you play uh, like you play a lot of powerful chords. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun way to put it. And uh, you you never overstep. You never overemphasize your welcome. That's not a word. Overemphasize your welcome. I apologize. Overstay. So overstay your welcome is where I was going with that. Jack, where are we at on this? Should you want to switch him over behind me? I need somebody. To, okay, this is going to be nice and comfy while Jack tries to eat his 4 p.m. lunch. Because he was he was up all night. He had a big night. He was a big boy, and he was at Songbird all night. I'm talking like a very mean father, and I'd like to apologize to you two wonderful people for being here. <laughs> Is that good? How does it sound? You sound perfect. It All could right. not sound better. Do you have headphones, though, that you could use or no? no could you I, hear me? I can hear. Oh, oh wonderful. Yeah, Do you great. guys know Baby Bri Bri? I have seen your stuff actually online. All right. Yes. Thank yes. You. I saw your interview um, with... Because oh, DC Music Download. DC Music Download. Right? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So uh, it's all. Re- I think you didn't dye your hair then. Yeah. This, this is new. This is new. Okay. okay. So that's what threw me off. I'm now a winter I blonde. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Could we call? Oh uh, no, because Frank Ocean already has blonde. Yeah. If you had winter blonde, it would just seem like you're ripping them up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking on microphone, uh, along with me are two people that sound much better than me and a little bit better than Baby Bri Bri. Okay. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, I'm not sarcastic Thank at all you. whatsoever. Thanks. Mason, okay. <laughs> so, Aaron, you know, do you, I'm assuming you're sisters because you share a last name. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're, twins. we're twins. How is that? Oh, I apologize. You do a show here on Full Service Radio at the Beautiful Line Hotel yep. every every Wednesday at five. De Sol. Yeah. De Sol Radio. No, I would fuck up the pronunciation. You know I'd like what? To you apologize. are not alone. It's, it's French, so you know. It's Please all good. say it again. De Sol. De Sol. Yes. yes. I hate the French language. Why is? <laughs> why are you calling this De Sol? Well, um, Ariam, do you want to take this, or do you want me to? Oh, well, okay. Can't uh, you guys say it at so, the exact same time? Okay. Well, Isn't that I, how twins I, do things, right? It, it will come naturally. Sometimes know? it'll be a long-winded thing, but uh, I'll just wrap it up for you guys. Um, well, basically, the two of us are twin sisters, and our main goal with our platform is to shine light on music and culture. Um, you two are champions of Washington, D.C. Every time I'm listening, you're never criticizing. You're only trying to shine a positive light on people. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that you kn- you picked up on that. Yes, um, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah so um, a lot of that um, comes from... So Seoul is not only uh, our last name, Solomon Shortened, but Seoul also um, means sun. And mm-hmm. our goal is to continue shining positive light on music and culture. And uh, there's two of us. So we figured it's a perfect name. I'm just being a curmudgeon, and I'd like to apologize. No, hey, I love it. Good. I love it. I have my lane, and I stay in it. It's very dark and horrible. So hey, hey, don't worry about See, it. See, look at that. What a wonderful positive this is, response. No, this is balance. Every we need balance. <laughs> no. I'm providing one side of that balance for sure. Okay, <laughs> what is the goal for you two? Because there's a lot to champion in this city. You seem to be doing that quite well. What's the overall goal? What do you hope to accomplish? Is it just to make the world a better, positive place, which I think is a very fine goal? I'm just <laughs> saying, do you have a bigger goal than that? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, I think Ari and myself, when we started this project or pro- platform together, um, we were thinking about D.C. and uh, we grew up not too far from D.C. We're mm-hmm. from Silver Spring originally. And um, when we thought about 
our love for pop culture and music and you know television and, and the whole art you know world um we never thought as dc to be that kind of space or uh yeah space to harbor or you know have um what people you know cherish in in culture and in music and that's because of the political overcast of dc really right. dictating it um and so we kind of adapted that mindset of uh, DC is just a political city and there's nothing for it to offer yeah. um, and once we graduated we kind of positioned ourselves in DC and we started seeing that there was this beautiful robust creative culture here. right and once we realized that it existed we were like we need everybody to know that this sure. exists because it's not just a catapult city I think there's yeah. a lot to offer do you stay away from anything political um, even well, if it's positive well when we first started our well originally we started a youtube channel and it was heavily music content it was either music reviews or interviews with local artists here in dc but with uh platforms like full service radio we definitely changed up our content Mm -hmm. so we're not only doing music content we're actually trying to involve culture and culture there's always room for positive crazy um, controversial topics and that allows us to further engage in those kinds of conversations not that we ever restricted ourselves but that was what um you know first out of college that's what we knew like let's just focus on music for right now and then it we can go from there and i think um this like having our our radio show here allows us to to bring on all types of topics are you enjoying the show yes show no no, not this one in general your show oh (laughs) oh yeah no no i'm I'm liking this so far but um i would never ask for like we're three minutes in tell me how i'm doing no (laughs) no no no. okay well so far so good but um for for (laughs) For your show i know for our show i'm really loving it um we've actually never done radio before okay prior okay so my sister well yodi and i we're such twins about this. We went to Ithaca College together, and we studied television and radio together. Why Ithaca College? Because we love their uh, program for Park School of Communication. Shout out to are you Roy being, Park School are you of being Communication. Some, this is not sarcasm. You legitimately liked Ithaca College for their communications program. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only reason I would be in upstate New York. That I hate years. the cold. I hate the cold. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's the only reason I would be up there. Like Today is like, like 40 degrees, yeah, it's, and it's I'm like overcast. dying. And I went. I survived school for like four years in negative. That zero. says a lot. Yeah, that I, means you. That says a lot. Yeah. You would happily go back. You are wonderful ambassadors. Do they pay your tuition? Do you have scholarships? Oh, uh, we definitely had a uh, great financial aid package. Yeah. Okay. So that was that another helps. reason why you're up there. So, do you have any? Do you still owe anything on your loans? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's significantly less in comparison to, to a lot of programs. our classmates. The yeah. reason why I ask is because I went to. I also went to college. Uh, this is me bragging. Uh, but <laughs> oh, Mr. College. Yeah, over Mr. Here. College boy oh, yeah. over here. Uh, I would never give. I would never happily mention the school I went to, not, <laughs> not because they were good or bad, but because I owe you money still, dude. Like unless you write that off, no free plugs. You know hey, what I mean? I totally identify with that. Okay. trust me. Yeah, I'm not out here. You know, you literally gave a wonderful yet. plug to Ithaca College, the coldest college in the country. One of the coldest colleges. But, but I, honestly, I had a really great academic experience, and I wouldn't 
although I have some sort of, you know, similar sentiments sure. to you with, you know, the institution of, you know, higher education for that reason, but I still won't take away my, my positive experience. How was Ithaca as a, as a culture hub? I'm going to go with uh, not. It was non-existent no. there. Okay. Uh, that was not. That was the biggest part that uh, we had to adjust to. It was a huge culture shock. So, because you're you know, from... Yeah, we're from Silver Spring. Yeah. Well, Silver Spring, D.C., DMV area, it's very diverse. And we went from being exposed to multiple cultures sure. to us being probably the only two minorities in a classroom. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> when did you leave? I didn't think that was always fantastic. Oh. <laughs> The, the heaviness of the sarcasm was clearly not noted, and I'd like to apologize for that. So, did you, did you, uh, when did you come back from Ithaca? Ithaca, New York City. We, <laughs> New York City. Sorry. Uh, more uh, like yeah. a town. More like a town. But um, uh, <laughs> it is. It really oh, it's really yeah. yeah, you're right. Upstate New York. Like, that's. We came back in um, May of 2015. Yeah. Okay. So, we were back then. And you're cur- are you currently in Silver Spring or no? We're in, in like. DC, Silver Spring. You're fine. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking is, are you worried as Silver Spring uh, people about the discovery once, exit? Once we, heard, I was actually like really shocked. I don't know what that's going to do to the landscape. Yeah. Um, but it's a huge loss. Yeah. I don't, I'm still processing that. I don't know what it'll look like for. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Adams Morgan in the Line Hotel. If the Line Hotels go somewhere, Adams Morgan will be just fine. Literally any giant business in Adams Morgan can go away and be fine. Most any business in downtown Washington, D.C. can go away and that place will be fine. Silver Spring is like the economy is based on one giant shark called Discovery. And that's about to go away. And that was your high school experience. That was your like formative years and stuff like that. So... Uh, what I'm wondering is like, do you think that will change the culture landscape? Um, I think a little bit, maybe. I think a little bit it will. Um, again, like I said, um, DC to me has the same complex that Silver Spring has as well. If you're not in Silver Spring, there's no real, um, I guess, like, prior knowledge of a culture existing there unless okay, you're okay. from Silver Spring. Yeah. So if you're from Silver Spring, you might feel that law significantly, but if you're out of the city, it doesn't really, I don't it, think you'll it'll be, be unaffected yeah. okay. because it's just not like a communications creative culture there. What is uh, one artist in the past few months, since you started your show here at the beautiful Lion Hotel at Full Service Radio, is this enough plugs, Jack? Am I doing enough plugs <laughs> that you're happy? Yeah, that's great. You're doing a really good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, give me someone that you've absolutely fallen in love with. Uh, as an artist? Yes. Um, so, wait, are we talking local or No, it doesn't or? have to be local. I okay. prefer something that people don't know. It, could be, it doesn't have to be under the radar in D.C., just under the radar. Let's see. Um, so... <laughs> one one positive like, thing say, from the two most positive people I that mean, are on full no, service no, no, no. Here, here's why i'm struggling because i feel like we know a lot of artists that are either local and that people in the national level don't really like great yeah that's, so, that's why i asked one. oh yeah i, I, I was okay. like oh can we talk so, about local okay. oh please yes absolutely <laughs> okay. so, one person that actually really um surprised us was our last guest this past week was uh the collective cuts okay and i've actually known her well lily cuts is okay. the the singer the vocalist and i've known that she's made music but i had had a chance to really hear more recent work okay and she just released a visual and um a track called entertain me and 
it's stunning. The visual is stunning, and her vocals. She's collaborated with uh, Peter, who is the producer of that track. Well, now they make the duo cuts. Okay. So. And it's C-U-T-S or? It's C-U-T-T-S. I am glad I asked. So y'all should check them out. They're like, I guess it's like a lot of, what she mentioned was her old music had a lot of electronic influence, Mm -hmm. but now this time around she wants to incorporate a lot of more instrumentation and you see that growth and she was able to perform that song and she just really surprised me. Um, Yes, she's she's dope. How are you finding out about artists like Cuts? Or sorry, collectives like Cuts? uh, Social media helps a lot. Okay. So, Platforms like Instagram, SoundCloud is a heavy, heavy source for us. When you were at Ithaca, when when you were in class, did they talk about Instagram? Did they talk about Twitter? Was this yes. part of your education? So, so later, I'm older than you, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, so later on in our college career, uh, Instagram started to definitely create a presence and a platform for music and just I guess entrepreneurship for creative um, fields and sure. careers. So, like. Instagram actually became more relevant, I want to say, like halfway into our college career. Uh-huh. And then by our senior year, we started seeing the way that you can actually build a career and monetize from it. And a lot of artists have been using that for like self-promotion. Yeah. So with the help of like things like the Explore page and being able to plug in other platforms like SoundCloud, I actually am getting more information on social media okay. uh, more than ever. And you're not turned off by this. You're, you're still embracing social media. You're still finding out new people from it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think just like any other industry now, it's we're all at a point of acceptance that this is going to be the new mode mm-hmm. of uh, you know, just accessing support in sure. your market and all that. So I feel like at the pace in which it's developed, it's not going away. It's, so we're just going to have to embrace it, I think. When's the last time? Or here's a better question. Have you ever purchased a compact disc? I have. Uh, yes. Okay. It's been a while, but I when have. When is the last time you purchased a compact disc? Okay. Ooh. You know, it's so funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, <laughs> so when, uh, what is it? I was a huge, in middle school and high school, I was like a really huge Black Eyed Peas fan. Okay. And I used to play Ella Funk. Sure. That album. That came out when I was the college radio music director. <laughs> oh my God, our age gap is showing. I'm 35. <laughs> I almost said 36. I'm 35. We got, we got a 10 year age gap. I turned That's 25 right. in a couple weeks, right, Yodi? We yeah, turned 25. We turned 25. Really, really soon. So I liked how. Um, I had to change that. I was like, we are turning yeah, 25. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that was coming. Everyone's always like, don't you're, you mean you and Yodi's birthday? And I'm like, I, I could never. How dare you have a personal identity? No, you are so, a unit. That is such a thing, though. Like, if we had a dollar for every time that's happened. Well, this in this moment, I should have said we, but like when I'm by myself and I'm just talking about the fact that my birthday is coming up, someone always is like, what about Yodi? I'm like, she's fine. Is what about, <laughs> there's only 365 days. There's billions of people. We all have the same birthday. Yeah. Are we going to all have to collectively say? Come on. Me and the rest of the world who's born on this exact day. Actually, I think we should. That would be much more okay. respectful. We should all say, Abs- okay, about. I guess. So we will all so. turn, well, the day that we turn 25. So other when you were, have a what, too. 11 when Elephant came out? Yeah, yeah, I was young, but yeah. like, I remember, like, I remember being really proud and like, that was probably like, the last time I really purchased Was it the first and last year? No, no. I'm like, I, those are, those are, I was like, dad, can I, like, he, he would give me like an allowance. I was like, can I buy this album? I didn't tell him it was actually like the explicit version. Oh. So he kind of got mad. Cause like, they said the R word in that. Yeah, they did. For um, getting started, it was like it was supposed to be the they R, had to pull it. R word, and or I had that version. It. And my dad heard yeah. me singing it. And he was like side eye, like what? Yeah. 
R.E.M. You're too young to be saying I like that. how your dad gave you side eye for a song that performed on an Oprah season premiere. Those controversial hip hop collective, the I Black know. Eyed Peas. I know, but you know what? Uh, Fergie always keeps them relevant. So, well, yep. lately. That's yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yodi, um, would, have you purchased a CD? So, uh, we have Arium has one Ella Funk CD. <laughs> It's not just I one. Think, that was like the, probably I, the last time I really remember. We were buying sure. CDs up until that point. But when did you start? I mean, I was I didn't buy my first CD until I was 12, 11, 12. Well, what was, I'm older than I, but you. But there's there's that too. Yeah, to this take is into like account. 94. All right, so there was like you know. Cassette but then tapes. I bought CDs. But things were shifting because at, at that same point, like I remember, like towards the end of middle school, it was like. Uh, iPods were coming right so we were right at the the cusp of that so it started to you know the the relevance or like need for CDs started to sure started to shift the the reason I'm asking is because do either of you pay for music it's like I don't oh I mean sure well streaming services definitely help yeah but you pay for your like your Spotify whatever and then your iTunes I don't remember the last time I've actually purchased an album that's what I was wondering he's a musician I just wanted to point that out I'm so sorry well, I apologize to and him. He's nothing. an idiot. He should quit and no, be yeah, a banker. He no, should keep, get into banking. No, no keep, pursuing keep pursuing your, your dreams. Never pursue your dreams. <laughs> no, no, you have you that. have the devil and the angels right here. We're gonna pursue your dreams. We're gonna close this interview with a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. I need you to pick a number between twenty and two sixty-four. Oh okay. Gosh. Okay. Um, damn. Can we both pick a number, or we have to sure. only pick one? No, okay. Pick two. All right, Yodi, you pick your number first. Oh my gosh. You go first. I always go first. You were born first, so just do it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> a minute different, by the way. She's a minute older than me. I, Which, by the way, on the 12th, I get to celebrate my birthday a minute before you. Okay. Ooh, no, no. That doesn't yes. count. Just, just for today, it does. She celebrates it at 12.01. Okay, <laughs> stop calling, girl. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That this is okay. what your whole radio show is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll, okay I'll pick a number first. Um... You said from uh, 20, 20 to 264. 264. Um, 135. Perfect. 135. It's a random time, but a random number. They're but. all just numbers. <laughs> what kinds of teasing do you think you miss most if everyone agreed to never tease you again? You said what kind of teasing was you would you miss the most? This is the weirdest fucking question. What the hell? What kind of teasing would I miss the most if nobody can tease me again yeah you know that question we always ask kids <laughs> that's, that's so, so weird um, uh, maybe pick another number nope what kind right. of teasing would i miss the most if i got rid of one i don't know nobody likes to be teased but, uh i don't know i was bullied in middle school i was like not really and wouldn't you miss that if you couldn't get no i'm actually anymore? cool with that i'm cool with that um i don't know maybe uh, I don't know. This is like weird. I don't think that's. I'm gonna ask you to pick a number. She could. She could mull this one over. Can I <laughs> figure it out? You want 136 instead? What's 136? What? No, you just yes you or no. 136. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what do you think your friends like most about you? Oh, that's. If easy. you lost that quality, do you think they'd still like you? Oh, damn. <laughs> I love these questions. That turned. Okay, so. Um, what do your friends most like about you? Uh, that I think well I, I think in the my friends group I'm like the corny funny one but okay um, and now your corny funny goes away will they still like you <laughs> I don't know do they like you Yodi oh, oh. oh. just 
kidding. Just kidding. Oh, that just ricochets. That's for you. Um, Ricochet's a wrestler. You know that? You guys big in indie wrestling? Uh, no, I am not. It's a I recently, shame. I recently learned um, what, uh, there was some weird, uh, this guy asked me if I was, itch, if I've ever been, I don't know if it was uh, body slammed or something, some random wrestling move. Was and I was like, like Tinder no, or something? no, he's my, he's, I thought he was my friend. I was like a weird <laughs> question. And I was like, um, do you ask women this that you're interested in? He's like, sometimes I'm like, no, that's, that's not. Okay. For future reference, don't ask if women like wrestling moves. Unless they're a wrestler, then that's different. That's um, going to change your whole game, Brandon. What? I mean, as, as an approach. You can't speak for everybody. Okay, maybe they're into that. But it was, I'm a married I, man. I, I am not trying to touch anyone. No, I just want to talk saying, about Roddy Roddy I'm Piper. Saying, okay? I'm saying, I think it was meant in like a way to like pick up someone. That's why I was like, I don't think that's... Sure. Oh, okay. okay yeah, yeah, let me, yeah, let me specify weird. on that. That's really weird. Yeah. Okay, okay Yodi. Sorry. Yodi, 220 to 264. <laughs> Or we can revisit one of these. No, no, no. Okay, cool. I heard that. I don't want those questions. Uh, <laughs> say the numbers again. I'm sorry. 20, 264. Something in between those two. 235. 235. Wonderful. I don't know why I said that. Because none of it matters. No one knows what the question <laughs> 100, is. 100 numbers okay. after mine. Do adults ever try to get you to watch TV so you won't bother them? If so, how does that make you feel? Would you do the same thing if you were babysitting or had kids of your own? Ooh. Um, to, uh, I guess that would be depending on the scenario. Uh, I let, am listening. Let's say I don't know, like, uh, yo, that's actually very strange. Okay, um, maybe if like the parents had to do something important that they didn't want the kids to be listening in on, maybe they needed to handle something like I don't know. Oh, I, I besides, understood why he whistled. Besides sex. Oh. <laughs> I mean, sex would be one thing, but like, I guess <laughs> like if, if they didn't want their kids to be around while they're handling some like family, like adult issues. The or correct something. answer is yes. You just show them Twin Peaks and you say, figure it out, everybody. Okay. <laughs> People could hear your show when? Wednesdays at 5. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. on full service radio from the beautiful Line Hotel in Washington, D.C., you would eat a, am I saying it correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you would eat Aaron. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having us. We're gonna we're gonna transition. We're gonna play a little a few lullabies while we bring in our next guests. So keep listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've never said a fist from my face as many times. Welcome back to You Me Them, everybody. Brand new co-host with me. Late as usual. How are you feeling, Jen Tisdale? Uh, well, I turned 38 yesterday. I know you Happy did. Happy birthday. birthday. It's officially Pisces season. It is. Hey, guys, Ugh. it's officially Pisces season, and we're gearing up to be hungover every Saturday. Are you hungover? It's I, a fish. I feel terrible. You still feel terrible. I'm, I think I'm still drunk. Not, uh, this is not going to affect my performance here. No, no, I'm, a, I'm a professional. For the people listening live, obviously you know what time it is. For the people listening uh, later... When this goes live, uh, it is currently 4.33 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's true. I've got my face a fist away from this mic, and I'm how, ready. How late were you up? Now. Did you, have you not slept? Nope. Oh, my God. I'm a hero, I think. Sitting with me, is, an, is, it, is it fair to call you an old friend at this point? You've been on the show more than once or just once? Are you also 38? No. Then you're a, not an old friend. <laughs> I'm a friend. I like to think of myself as just a friend. Have you been on the show only? This is this only your second time or you've done more? This is my second That's time it? on the show. That's it. I I, you do the booking, dude. I do the booking. <laughs> Rachel, uh, I still don't know how to pronounce your name correctly, so let me just guess with Curzius. That is correct. It's phonetic. Awesome. My name is awesome. Rachel Curzius. My is middle it, name is Dawn. Is it Greek? No. Cool. Just What's your nationality? <laughs> uh, American. Where oh, are you yeah. from? 
America. Cool. I grew up in New Jersey. Then I, I moved people. to Maine. Now I live in D.C. It's coming up on seven years in September. That's wonderful. We got here around the same time. Did we? 2011? I, so. I got here in October of 2010. So, no. When did but you get here in 2011? I got here September 2011. Oh, so yeah. Almost the best date. 11 months apart. 11-11. Very exciting. Uh, you've had a very possibly exciting week this week. Whew. Ups and downs. The last time you were Have on the show, ever. you were one of the editors of DCist. I was indeed. The a last lo- time I came on the show. A local internet rag that was mm. owned by a Ricketts man. <laughs> yes, and at that time it was indeed owned by a Ricketts man. And you're a Cubs fan, no? I, I'm kind of a Cubs fan. Which is a twist because Ricketts won a World Series with a yeah. team that was unionized. Yeah. Guys, I thought but we were I, talking about a disease. <laughs> I was like, oh, who has Ricketts? That's bad. I mean, we are. Cool. Um, but so no, no, no ill will, no hard feelings do, on your head. Do you have a job? Yes, at DCist. I can't speak to that. We I don't, don't know that. We're, we're, I don't know that. We're trying to paint this picture here. Okay. Okay. Why don't we talk about what happened? Yes. <laughs> I think that that That's might be I the way to do. start. That's what okay. I want to do. So here's what happened. I, until November second, was working at a local news publication called DCist.com. We did a lot of really dope work exploring what is happening in D.C. culturally, politically, events-wise, etc. I went to refresh the website to see if the updates to a story I had done had taken hold and found that the site had been unceremoniously closed down. Fortunately, I immediately started freelancing, doing other work, but I think that, and, and you know, Brendan, hopefully you can back me up on this, that DC is being gone certainly created a vacuum in the local news scene. There were oh, yeah. a lot of things that weren't being covered that used to be covered. Well, one of the things that you covered is, is you covered a lot of important stuff that's not at all sexy. Like you covered the trial. I like to think that everything I covered Sorry. was hella Nothing sexy. Nothing you do is sexy. Yeah. You covered the trial for the inauguration protesters. Yeah, but I, what's really fortunate is Washingtonian gave me an outlet to continue doing that. So but, that but, that's like a bad example, but, but in general, I think you're right that like DCist was publishing uh, on average about like every 45 minutes every mm-hmm. workday. So that gave people a pretty like broad understanding oh, yeah. of what is going on in your city in a way that I don't think has been happening to the same degree since. I completely agree. And so for, you know. Can I ask, and I, I think I do know this answer, what was your first emotional response to the idea that all the work that you had was possibly you no longer had access to that because yeah. that was the part that was the initial that thing really yeah that's a really good point upset when, me mm-hmm. so when DCS initially shut down all of the archives were taken away and for a reporter your work is your resume right it's the the record of what you've been doing but more on a more than my personal sense of like oh how am i going to get a job the the more important thing is that it also creates institutional knowledge for a city so for people trying to figure out like what happened in that vote in 2011 like dcs had been running for more than a decade so all of that information for an entire audience for an entire citizenship was lost and not just for dc that happened in new york that happened in la that happened in chicago that happened in san francisco and that was really upsetting Frankly, I think I was in such shock and thought that that was so redonkulous <laughs> that I felt pretty confident that it would be coming back quite soon. And indeed, I was right. Mm-hmm. It came back, I believe, within 48 hours because the outcry was so strong. Um, 
it was like I felt heartbreak for all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm I felt great. Random big Cubs fan. Everything he does is the right <laughs> yeah. decision. So okay, totally. So unlike some of the other uh, Gothamist umbrella, is it the Gothamist umbrella? It's I know Gotham is at the New York weird site. Company. Yeah, Gothamist is? LLC was also okay, the name great. of the company. So DNA? that's fair. Well, DNA Info. So I, I guess if we want to give more background. So Gothamist LLC was an independent publication that had been run for more than a decade by people who began as hobbyist bloggers and turned it into, mm, to say empire, I think would be an overstatement, but certainly a profitable local news publication. Joe Ricketts, owner of the Cubs, founder of TG Ameritrade, shares a name with a disease, mm-hmm. uh, purchased this site. He already had a, his own local news site called DNA Info. They did a little bit of a different thing. And frankly, as a local news aficionado, I think what they did was fantastic. Mm-hmm. In New York and Chicago, on a granular level, they went through neighborhood by neighborhood, talking about a lot of stories that I think had gone um, unnoticed. Mm-hmm. By, by other people, but because they were operating on such a granular level and had so many reporters, it was not profitable. They hadn't cracked that net of how to be profitable. And I think that that's a huge part of the reason why Ricketts wanted to acquire Gothamist, is because it was profitable. It was razor thin margins, but it was profitable. Um, but when you subsume Gothamist in DNA info, in some, it's not profitable. Sure. So that's what Ricketts said when he shut it down. He's like, I tried to crack this nut, I couldn't crack it. Um, but very coincidentally, a week prior, my former colleagues in New York had decided to unionize. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a really important context to get in here is that many people viewed Ricketts' decision as a vengeful one sure. aimed at shutting down organization of labor. Sure. Okay. So that all happens. You're not involved. That happened in November. And what a crazy oh God, roller coaster that, that was. That was like a million years ago. You it's currently February 24th. Uh, you've not stopped writing. You haven't have really had a break. Writing. I have not had a break. That's great. It is. You're great. not supposed to be unemployed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I feel honestly very fortunate in that, like, if I wanted to keep going as a freelancer, <laughs> I totally could. Like, I'm, I'm solvent. Um, yeah. I've been doing writing that I'm really proud of for Washingtonian, for Washington City Paper. Uh, for a couple of other outlets, I have a couple of exciting things forthcoming. I'll keep you all posted. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Curious underscore Kurz, K-U-R-Z, to get the lowdown on that. Um, but yeah, and, and freelance can be really fun because you can work from anywhere. You can wake up when you want, etc. But I think being self-disciplined can be really challenging. Sure. Okay, so... Uh, what the hell's next for you? Because t- yesterday, well, can we? Yeah, can we talk about this real? Okay, I was I so excited. That I know, you were and I can't on. speak to this on like a personal level as to what it means to me, like as like a professional, like look at my resume, boo. But I can tell you about it from the perspective of someone who loves local news and who thinks that DC should have more people covering local news. And what I have to tell you is the news is good news. And here's the news, <laughs> is that WAMU, has, which is the local public radio affiliate, has acquired DCS.com. Okay, so. Do, do you guys have like sound effects? Can we, we get like a do. round of applause? Could you play the air horn one? Oh, I have an, that's the one app 
that, oh, I don't know where it is. I left the sound effects at the no, club. No, I'm good. also still drunk. Don't you Jesus worry Christ, us. we're all adults. So sorry. Well, oh, some of us yeah. are I thought are I was going to be the lit me. person on the show, but I'm extremely the most sober person on the show. Okay, check this out. Um, I have only paid for one app in the history of my life. And it's an air horn? And it is called Instant Air Horn. All right, you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> so we know that... 99 cents, worth it. DC is just coming back. Yes, it's coming back under the umbrella of WAMU, yes. which I think is really exciting on a number of levels. Okay, but <laughs> we, do we know, like, can we talk about what you, where you fit in or do you just not know yet? It's no, I can't talk about that. It's way too fresh. Okay, uh, we want to make it clear that, well, let's talk about what's going on everywhere else. So Gothamist is coming sure. back and LAist? Are those Gothamist is coming back and LAist is coming back. What's fascinating about But DNA it, is not. DNA is not, though the archives will be housed okay. uh, through public radio affiliates. Chicago is not coming back. To my knowledge, Chicagoist was not a part of this deal. That's, okay. That seems like a pointed dig against Mr. Ricketts. It might be. It might be. It might have something to do with the public radio affiliate. To be totally honest, I'm not trying to be obtuse. I legit don't know. No, I mean, this broken. It's very weird. I've never seen a deal like this yeah, whatsoever. It's, and ooh, it's really weird. It is. I think it's really exciting to it imagine is. the frontier of public radio picking up this mantle. Sure. So from that aspect, I think it's really cool. If we focus solely on New York, which, if we remember, is the place that... Uh, Gothamist started. It's also the place that unionized. I think what's troubling about it is that Jen and Jake, who were the initial founders of Gothamist LLC, helped broker this deal with WNYC, and they are coming back okay. to Gothamist. But a lot of the writers uh, and reporters and editors who were key in this union organizing effort did not learn about this acquisition until it broke in the news. Okay. And the question of whether they're coming back is, is an open one. Look, let's be real. When you acquire a publication that has already closed, you're not acquiring yeah. its former writers. You're acquiring the brand. You're acquiring the website. You're acquiring the social media accounts. That being said, one might imagine that people who used to work there would be very sure. strong candidates for their jobs. <clears throat> um, and, and so specifically as it relates to Gothamist, I'm troubled by the way that people who organized were then, uh, there was retribution against sure. their organizing. And now as this publication is coming back, those people aren't necessarily being invited back in. I find that troubling from an organized labor perspective because it would seem that Ricketts is not being punished for cracking down on union organizing. That's just my take on that. I am just, that's a, a layperson's take. Sure. Like I'm not coming at that from an insider perspective. I just think... That's worth considering, right? Like, I, as much as this is such exciting news, and I think New York has missed Gothamist, I know that DC has missed DCist, um, and I would imagine that LA has missed LAist. Um, it's just also worth considering what that means for the the people who used to work there, who may not be reaping the benefits of this deal. Once uh, DC is closed, like you said, you've also been writing for the Washington City paper. They almost went under in the. And since then, well, it was so wild because <laughs> Washington City Paper was for sale, and we were like writing about it, and we were like, "Oh my God, that's so fucked!" Am I allowed to curse? Yes, cool. I like how everyone that asks are they yeah. allowed to curse asks after they curse. I didn't well, even ask; I just said I it. didn't. You could curse. I know how radio. It, it works. made me. 
Well, yeah, I used to work at SiriusXM where you could extremely curse, but um, on what we called terrestrial is that what the X, radio. Is that what the X stands for? Extreme cursing? I had no idea. <laughs> wow. You learn something every day. Every damn cool. day. <laughs> Do you know how this deal came about? You probably don't. Like, who approached who? Or Because obviously there seems to have been some, like, communication between these radio stations. Because it's no coincidence that they all got together and then saved these three publications. Right? Oh, you, you have a face that you... Like a cat that ate the canary face. You know something. You wrote for the city paper when they were about to close. Washingtonian is shrinking their staff. Do you think it's a good time? I don't think Washingtonian is shrinking their staff. You don't think they're shrinking their staff? Okay, fine. So do you think it's a a healthy media market right now in Washington, D.C., or healthier than most cities, or are are you concerned? I can't compare it with most cities. This is what I'll say. It's like, I think local news is extremely important. I think a lot of times people imagine it as like your vegetables. Like like the fact that it's local news means that like you have to suffer through it. Sure. And I think that's BS. I think that okay. the best part of local news is that it's weird and playful and engaging okay. and exciting. And I and that's what I liked the most about DCS, right? Is that people would come for events or they would come to learn about the cool concerts and then almost by happenstance they would learn what the latest thing happening on the DC council was or what was going on in the courts or the police or whatever and you don't have to be a local news hound seeking it out to realize there's an entry point here for you and what's happening in your community matters so the fact that that tone which I think has been missing sure in coverage is coming back hopefully is huge. Who are some people that uh, listeners should follow, uh, be it on Twitter, Facebook, uh, or news organizations? Who's doing it right right now? Don't count yourself. We've already given you your plugs. You'll get more plugs later. Uh, but who should people follow? Other than me? Other than God, you. Crickets. No, just kidding. Um, well, in the studio right now is Perry Stein. She is a Washington Post reporter who has been doing incredible work on the D.C. education beat. Um, what is that? At Perry Stein? It's not not a sexy beat. At it's not a sexy. It's an important you're, beat. You're wild to think that it's not sexy, given that there are I would scandals never say anything eclipsing I scandals. I don't want to think. Yeah, I don't ever want to associate children with sexy. Nope, we're not. We're an adult show. Not, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to say kids are sexy. I'm saying the scandalous situation in DC public schools is crazy and in a, that way sexy. I also think. Like this idea of referring to things happening, say, at the D.C. public schools as a scandal, as I just did. Yes. I'm kind of um, mm, knocking myself for that because to say scandal is like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing for the chancellor or for Mayor Bowser. But really, the question is, how are we allocating resources in a way that best benefits students to learn and grow? Perry, you're off mic here. You just shake your head yes or no. I'm going to guess with uh, we're not. Am I correct? We're not allocating resources in the right possible way? No comment. No comment because she's a real journalist. <laughs> she doesn't just write op-eds. Okay, who else besides Perry? Could you think of one other person besides you and Perry that the layman... Just anyone, yeah, who, anyone gonna, you can't see I, right now. Yeah. I'm going to extremely promo my former colleagues at DC, Christina Sturdivant and Rachel Sadon. Uh, That's I, nice that you guys all like each other. We love each other. I feel really fortunate that that we were able to create an exciting bond where we worked well together. Um, I also think it's really exciting. Like, they call this the the glow theory. And the idea is that, like, uh, I think sometimes, especially in our field, 
it's really competitive, right? It's like you want to get the story first, you want to get it best, and you want to beat everyone else, and you want to get the credit for it. Um, but it's better when you imagine that like, when your friends and colleagues and people that you respect do well, you do well too. Yeah. And you can like shine off of one another's glow and continue to like glow up together. So glow up, grow up. That's you know what I mean? so positive. Uh, Jen Tisdale uh, and I used to work down the hall from you. Oh God, the, I forgot about that. Did we really? That. Yeah, we were I, like two I doors away. I feel like we have, I, like you, I used to see you I, at the coffee. You yeah. looked so familiar to yeah. me. I knew we had met so before. So we, yeah. We were I down. don't think that we've met before. Okay, so we <laughs> we were literally three <laughs> we doors down from each band. other. Three doors down? We were two my doors to the cinema club. So the reason why I'm asking this is because you guys, November 2nd, you said, right? It was when? Mm-hmm, November 2nd, 2017. And months, uh, leases are usually by the month. So oh. did you guys have an office until the end of November of 2017? We had an office until the end of December. So, okay, so what did you do with that office? Did you just freelance from there? Um, honestly... You just hang out? You sleep there? What did you guys do with the DCS office while well, DCS didn't exist? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is this like no comment? This isn't a no comment. Okay. It's, it's more of a thing of it... It didn't feel that great to be there. Um, I wonder why. Yeah, of course. So I didn't use that office very frequently but we worked at a WeWork I forget if you said that um, so I did have a WeWork membership mm-hmm. so I um, worked at different WeWorks across the city good for you <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks so much I feel you really you gotta get that, that free Wi-Fi yeah man that's a good idea alright I'm gonna ask you a question from the kids book of questions by Gregory Stock PhD Rachel I need you to pick a number between 20 and 264 113 113 why 113 None of your fucking business. My address. You realize it's a show where I ask questions and you answer them, right? I just answered. Fantastic. 113. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest fear? How would your life be different if suddenly you weren't afraid of this anymore? (sighs) (laughs) That's like a really intense question. Um, Hmm. That's really intense. You could lie. I'm like, to be totally honest, I'm like really not big on lying. Great. Um, that's really good for your job, I think. Yeah. That's important. You should yeah. hold on to that. Yeah, yeah. working yeah. on it. Um, my biggest fear. I'm just going to throw some out there. Spiders. Crickets. Mm-hmm. I'm like not that afraid of bugs, which actually is very empowering because like, I'm alone. the one who kills the bugs. I think we all die alone, so I'm not that scared of it. Um, the Disagree. I don't know if you've seen The Notebook. Those two did not die alone. Yeah, they did. Wow, sick burn. They totally died alone. And whatever. The, um, <laughs> my biggest fear, I think, would be that I was really lazy. Okay. But I know I'm not, but I'm really scared that I am anyway. So if that motivating factor goes away, do you think you'll become lazy? If once you stop fearing being lazy, are you afraid you will become lazy? I realize it's a very odd question. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that the fear keeps me, like, it's like the the fire under my butt. I get that. That's a very good answer. I really like that fear, and I want to hold on to it. It's a very good answer. It motivates me. Uh, We're going to end this with a, rather than a question, but with a reading from the world according to Mr. Rogers. Important (gasps) things to remember. Can I just say that Mr. Rogers means everything to me and every time I feel sad I read or I watch one of his like incredible segments and it makes me feel better? Lately I've been starting my day by watching Mr. Rogers and it's almost better than therapy. It's a much better Mm, way to start your day. It depends on your therapist. I said almost. I need you to pick a number between 14 and 189. 
113. Wow. Consistent. We've already read 113, so I'm going to move on to 115. That works. Development comes from within. Nature does not hurry, but advances slowly. Wait, do that one more time. Development comes from within. Mm. Nature does not hurry, but advances slowly. That sort of speaks to your fear, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I'm going to take that with me. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Really People nice. could follow you where? At Curious underscore Kurs. Ooh, and that is both on Twitter and my newly created Instagram, which is less than a week old. Um, and how do we spell these things? Ooh, well, Curious is at C-U-R-I-O-U-S underscore Kurs. K is in kangaroo, U is in umbrella, R is in Rachel, Z is in zebra. Thank you so much for doing this. I highly recommend that you follow her. Uh, she's definitely in touch with what the fuck's going on in DC. And with the new announcement of DC is coming back, I think there's a more interesting reason to follow that she's clearly not talking about. So, uh, no, I honestly, I believe that's whatever. But okay. <laughs> you follow uh, me, but not for that reason. <laughs> uh, only follow her for that reason. If not, delete the social media platform from your uh, phone. We're going to end this episode with Disco Smile uh, by Jessica Risker. It's from her record, Chaos the Diva. Uh, which is a it's a it's a fucked up song that I like a lot. So here, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jessica Risco with Disco Smile. <laughs>